0: Hello and welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. My prayer is that this podcast would be a ray of hope for your week. My name is Sarah St. Clair and I'm delighted that you have joined me here. We are going to connect around the life-giving truths we find in God's Word and have honest conversation about the challenges we face day to day. I want to encourage you from my own life experiences and also chat with women like yourself who have walked through seasons of suffering and yet remained strong in their faith. Sister, you are not alone. You are precious to the Heavenly Father. Let's grow together as we seek to know Christ and worship Him in every area of our life. Hey everyone, welcome to Sisters in the Spirit. I'm so glad that you are here with me today. Um, This is part two of an interview that I had with my friend Trisha Dyer. So if you didn't listen to part one yet, um, you'll want to pause and go back and listen to that, um, before listening to this one. Um, but we are going to, um, just hear more in depth of how God met Trisha in the midst of, um, a life of abuse and pain and feeling very alone, um. And yet God came in a very personal way and revealed himself to her and has brought her to a place of joy and healing and, um, just living in freedom. And, um, I just am so thankful to have her in my life and to see, um, What God's grace and mercy can do for someone. So I pray it's an encouragement to you as well. Um, But before we get started, I just wanted first of all to say thank you so much for your faithful listening. If you have been here since the beginning or Uh, have recently found the podcast and started listening to the episodes. Um, It just blesses me so much to have all of you join me in my faith journey and join me in hearing from so many other beautiful women who have a heart to live for God, um, even though life has thrown them challenges and curveballs and we all go through stuff. And I just hope that this podcast continues to encourage you that you're not alone in whatever you're going through. And so I'm a sister here in your corner. Um, in one of the beginning episodes, I think I explained some of the reasons why I started the podcast, but um I have four brothers, and I love them, and I love um the sister in law that God has brought into my life um I have a number of those as well, and am really close to them um but i didn't grow up with a sister to sit and chat with um but i 'm a a deep thinker and I love deep thoughtful conversations uh, just hashing out life and so this podcast is a perfect way for me to do that with um, friends and I consider you my sister so thank you so much for um, just all the encouragement and support and faithful listening um, if you haven't hopped onto Facebook and joined the private Facebook group, we have one over there called Sisters in the Spirit, and I try to post in there every week. And um, it will hopefully become even more active as we go into the fall. And uh, just love getting to know people a little bit better and. Um, finding out what's going on in your life. So it's a great place uh, to connect with other sisters who are walking similar paths. And um, so I'd love to see you over there. Um, so what have you been up to this week? For me, this past week was a week off from the dance studio. We had the 4th of July celebrations, and um, so we started out the week with a big fireworks party at our oldest daughter's boyfriend's house, which we're also friends with the whole family from church. Uh, Selena, the mom, is one of my good friends, and um, so we just had a big party over there. Friends and family all came um, but Gabe, Renna's boyfriend, is super into fireworks and he has his fireworks license, I think, or at least whatever permit you need. And so he's able to put on a big fireworks show for the family. So we got to go and enjoy that and it was pretty amazing. And Renna enjoyed helping him um, put it all together. Um, so then we got to go up to the mountains and visit some longtime friends from South Carolina here that we met when we first moved here 13 years ago. And we've stayed in touch with them, even though, um, we both moved, um, around and we don't live close. We're like an hour away from each other now, but, um, we try to, connect once or twice a year and just catch up in life and share what God's doing um, in our lives. So that was a really enjoyable time on the 4th of July. And with them living in the mountains, we got to watch a bunch of fireworks, um, different displays that were going off around um, the Greenville area that we could see in the distance and some kind of close, and it was super, super neat. So I hope you were able to celebrate America's birthday if you live in the States, and just thank God for the freedoms that we have and um, have a good time with family. So the rest of the week, I tried to kind of do a little bit of relaxing since I didn't have to head to work and the kids didn't have dance class at the studio. So we took a little bit extra time to go swim at some friends' pools. And one of my friends invited us to this little beach um, at a lake that's not too far from us. And growing up, I spent most of my summers on a lake Um, both in upstate New York and Michigan and so it was so nice to be at a lake for a couple hours and um, we're gonna go back and take the whole family sometime soon so that was a special treat this week just being out in nature and the kids loved it. So I hope you've had a good week too and gotten some relaxing time. I know I say that all the time but I really feel like it's important for all of us to give each other permission to take some time to just relax and chill and recharge and not go um a hundred percent all the time and um the Lord commands us to rest so you need to take that time to um invest in yourself through relaxing, through just slowing down and not being um, a slave to the to-do list. So I preach that to myself as much as to all of you. But sometimes it really helps just to have somebody tell you that it's okay to um, leave the to-do list and go kind of get away from it for a little bit. So... That's my little soapbox about that. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's about all I had to say um, for family stuff. Uh, the summer's going by way too fast. And um, before we know it, school's going to be starting again. And so I hope this week you'll just soak up all you can of the summertime. Well, without further ado, um, let's join in the conversation that I had with Trisha um, and just hear how God um, used his word and his presence to comfort her and help her um, to find healing and joy in the midst of suffering um childhood sexual abuse and, um, and then physical abuse in her first marriage. So I know you'll be encouraged. All right. So we're back here with my friend Trisha um, for episode, um, or part two, I should say, of the episode on healing from abuse. And um, I'm excited about this one, um, just to hear kind of the wrap up of um, how God brought you out of all the pain and all the hurt, um, how he led you to himself, and um, has just given you such a a great life now and, um, full of so much joy and peace. And, um, I mean, when I see you at church, you're always smiling and, um, ready to just give our families all hugs and (laughs) encouragement. And I really appreciate that. So
1: I, I do love, I just love you guys so much. And, um, yeah, I feel like God is through all the stuff. He was working, working in me to have a heart for people and to see them where they are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes family is more than just blood, you know, yeah. family is so much more than that. So just being able to, to give a warm hug to somebody just to, you know, make, pick them up. Sometimes is all that it takes to make somebody know that they are loved. You yes, know? it's so, so true. Trying to be Jesus for those that I encounter on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, so last week we left off um, just the fact that you had come to um, Living in Freedom and you had gotten to the point where you were able to reconcile with your dad and forgive him um, before he passed away. And um, I just wanted us to kind of dig a little deeper and unpack that a little bit more mm. of how you got from, um, you know, the point of being like feeling completely alone and like God had abandoned you. Um, and he sent you those little animal friends <laughs> um, to to let you know that he really did care about you. Um, but I know that um, it doesn't just happen overnight mm-hmm. and um, uh, and you were also raised um, Mormon mm-hmm. and so um, just would love to hear how you found a personal intimate relationship with Jesus Christ so why don't you just share um, more details about those things
1: okay I'd love to um, let me start with the, that last question you were talking about how I personally came to know who Jesus was and um, it was actually, and I just God is so amazing in the fact that He always reveals himself to people wherever they are, mm-hmm. and so all we have to do is pay attention and know that he's there and so I shared a little bit that you know we did a lot of Bible study in in the l d s church um and so so I was familiar with that, and I don't know if anybody has if you don't know understand kind of how that works, it's a little more of a formal setting at the LDS church and they don't have a preacher so to speak but people just will speak and they'll have different people that speak um they have a what they call a bishop that presides there for everything okay. um but so as one of the speakers was speaking and I was I was um I had been baptized in the the LDS church and you usually go through that baptism when you're eight years old you're old enough to be baptized there and so I had been baptized um in the, in the LDS church um but then Fast forward about um a few years later, I was at around the age of twelve, and i'll never forget it my whole entire life. I'll never forget this day. <laughs> it was an amazing day in my life as um and so a lot of people don't know this either, but the, some people think that the l d s church that they don't read the Bible, but they actually do they have a Bible they also have other what they their scriptures for the l d s yeah. church Um, But this day I was reading the Bible and the speaker was speaking and I have no clue what they said. I don't have any idea what they were talking about. I was sitting quietly and, you know, just like a lot of church moms, (laughs) when you're sitting with your kids, if they're misbehaving, you get the twist, you know, the pinch and twist on the leg (laughs) that you better behave or, you know, if you're acting up. Well, this day I wasn't misbehaving or anything, but God just put in my spirit to, um, to read About Jesus, and so I turned Mm. to the New Testament, and I was really good. We had, we had, um, you know, these contests to see who could find the scripture the fastest or sword drills. Yes, yes, you (laughs) had to know like where to find things. So I just, I have flipped, and I just, God just put my heart just to flip and just to read, and I was kind of ignoring everything else that was going on in the space at the moment. (laughs) Um, But I just started reading, reading God's message to us when he came to this earth and he died on that cross and so i was reading basically the story of the passion you know when from from the um last supper mm. through to the garden of gifts garden of gethsemane when he was in that garden yes. and i was reading about the great drops of blood that he's shed that he's built in the garden before he even went to the cross and then the stripes on his back and then the cross. And I sat there in church that day, not caring anything about what I had heard or read or seen anywhere else, but just right there with me and God just prompting me and just weeped. And Mm. I I was just weeping. I, I wept. I was just weeping and I was just, just over what he did for me and knowing that, that I put him there. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I have for all these years have, it it comes back to my mind that, you know, the things that I do matter because the things that I do that, that are sin, Mm -hmm. put him there. Yeah. And that he loved me enough to pay for those things for me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be the one to make him have to pay any more than he already had. You know, I didn't want to be the one to have, to make him have another drop of blood. I didn't want another stripe on his back. And I just wept. And I just um, knew, I just prayed. And I just thanked God right there and said, I want to follow you the rest of my life. Mm. I didn't know what sinners' prayers were. You know, that wasn't language we used. Right. Um, Those words were things that, you know, I heard from friends. You know, here we're kind of in the southern you were in the Bible Belt, you know, yes. Southern Baptist and the Methodists and the Presbyterians and Episcopalians, and you name the denomination, there's one on you every can corner, you find it. You yes. can find it. Um, Pentecostal, which is where we attend church now, it's, it's under the Pentecostal umbrella. But, um, but all those things, they talked about all of that, and I didn't understand what that really was in their terminology, mm-hmm. but I knew that on that day, that... I knew that Jesus was the only one I wanted to follow for the rest of my life, and remembering that that was that same time that there was so much struggle going on, and that things had kind of come to a head and culminated yes. in our home life. But I knew that day that that I was going to follow Jesus no matter what was what else was happening in my life, and it was such a turning point, yeah, um, for me because I knew that that I had a heavenly father that loved me that much and that I had learned about him my whole life and I knew him and I, you know, knew his stories and I had heard all of it, but it was personal for the first time. It was really deep and it was really personal. And I just knew that he was, he was, he was my God and I was following him and there was nothing else I wanted to do in this world. And I didn't want to do anything that would um, disappoint him, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> because he loved me that much and so much. And I wanted to love him in return. Yes. So that was, that's my story. It's not a phenomenal, you know, crazy, like epiphany yeah. of, of anything, but. just me and the Bible. And and he met you. And he yeah. met me right where I was sitting, right, right. there in the Mormon church. And through the years, you know, I stayed, I stayed, stayed in the LDS church um, through college, through part of college, and one of the most wonderful leaders that I ever had, I have some wonderful leaders in the LDS church, and I still love those folks today. They're just phenomenal people. They just love each other. They love others. They loved us. They were kind of our youth leaders, okay. and one in particular... Um, I'll never forget him and he's passed on now and he is in heaven with Jesus, I know, because he's one of the most precious people on the planet to us and our family. Um, he helped us through some really hard times when my brother passed away. He was Mm -hmm. there for our family, um, in a way that nobody else really could have been. You know, he really kind of was a buffer from us in the outside world as we were trying to heal through that tragedy when my brother died. He died of a car accident Mm -hmm. at 15. So, um... So that was a tough time in our lives, and he was really there for us. And so, but I remember I called him, and I I was I had some confusion because, um, again, I was at a Southern Baptist college, and so that terminology, as you grow up learning this, kind of didn't make sense with what I grew up learning in the LDS Church on some level. Right, and there were some things that that are the same. You know, yes. there's I don't think sometimes people realize how similar mm-hmm. the core beliefs are and um you know just the the love of god and the love of but there are some things that are divergent on, on both those and even in some of the other you know certain denominations think this and certain denominations think that and then here's this you know mm-hmm. the lds church is com- completely different in certain things but then not another things, so there was a lot of confusion in my mind about yes. what is it that God is telling me? Which path is God leading me down? And so I um, I called him, and we met for lunch. And I just asked him a bunch of questions. I just said, I have all these questions I don't really know the answers to, and I don't understand, you know, why, why are, are certain things this way and certain things that way? And so... Um, I didn't understand the whole, you know. Some denominations say once saved, always saved. The LDS Church doesn't talk really about salvation; it's a little bit more works based. But they do believe that you know Jesus is Messiah, and that He hung on the cross and He died for your sins, but that you know you work through, um, the way you live on this earth affects affects your eternity, you know, gotcha. and they talk about yeah. that a lot too. So there were just all these different ideas and thoughts about who God was and how God works and all those things. And it did bring a little confusion into my life at that time. And so I started researching the LDS church on my own and try, I've, I've, I I've became this person through all the hardship and all this tough stuff. Yeah, I became someone that determined that, I was going to let God, because God spoke to me. Yes, He spoke to my heart. He's the one that was there with me every day. He was walking that path with me, you know, and mm-hmm. and that I knew I could hear from him. Yes. Um, if I got still, he would guide me, he would direct me, and I could hear from him. I knew that when I was 12. I knew that when, you know, coming through. I knew that when he, re- he revealed himself to me again when I was in college and said, I'm here with you. Yes. You're not alone, so I sought Him for my yeah. answers, and I think a lot of times our worry fail is that we seek other people for the answers, whether right. it's a or church, check a out pastor, a book, a book or, yeah, friends' opinions. Yep, ask your friend. I know, right? <laughs> Phone a friend. <laughs> Phone a friend. So, uh, so I had finally Instead of come
0: sitting with those with, questions before God. God.
1: Yeah. So I had come to that place where I said. I have to ask God this because it doesn't make sense in my mind. All of the, you know, so I have like five different denominations that can't agree with each other telling me that the one I go to is wrong, but they don't even agree with each other. So what am I to do? You know? Yes. And so I started praying. And again, just want to stress this. I have beautiful family members that I love dearly that will be in heaven. And I know so many people that I love dearly friends all through the years that love God with all their hearts and they will be in heaven. And they are members of the LDS church and they're walking that path because that's where God's put them right there in their lives. You know, but my path, when I sought God about what to do, I um, started, he, he, prompted me to research the Book of Mormon, um, which is one of the books with the LDS Church. And so I started researching there. And one thing that I learned in the LDS Church from the time I was a little bitty. And it was just kind of like a mantra that they teach you to say, because mm-hmm. they teach you kind of how to combat conversations with other people people that are trying to tell you that you shouldn't be LDS, you know, yeah. so, because it is different, you know, as, you know, Baptists and Pentecostals usually get along fairly well. They'll have something they'll scrap about, but you know, by and large, they're good. But all of these denominations didn't believe LDS was the way to be. So I needed to know why, why is that? So let me study this book that's different. So God prompted me to start studying and researching. And the one thing that came to my mind was this mantra, and that was that the LDS Church taught me that the um, Book of Mormon was the true Word of God and the Bible was the Word of God as far as it was translated correctly. Mm. And so what they were telling us from the time we were little was that it, that the Book of Mormon is inerrant. It is the Word of God. It's inerrant. It's not, got, it's not changed over all the time that it's been here. It's exactly what it says. But the, but the Bible is only good as far as the translation is good. And so, of course, we used King James at the time, you know. Um, and so that was what we learned all the way. Well, as I started researching, um, I discovered that there had been thousands and thousands of changes to the Book of Mormon through the years, wow. throughout different sections. And yeah. so, when I discovered that, I remembered the t- I remembered a time when I was a kid, and Mom said, "Okay, it's time we all got to go to the." bookstore, the church had a bookstore, yep. and we all had to buy new scriptures. And we were like, why? What's wrong with the old ones? They're perfectly fine. Well, there had been changes that were, had been made to yep. the Book of Mormon, and so we had to replace them with the new ones when they came out. Yep. And I didn't know that as a kid. I didn't know why. You know, right. I was like, I don't understand. Okay, if you want me to have a new one, okay, I'll have a new one. Maybe they've changed footnotes or something. But no, they had actually made changes to the text through the years. So that was the one thing... That was the only thing I needed, um, to to determine that staying with the LDS Church was not my path, yeah. because I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't then trust, you know, this thing that I've learned throughout is that this is inerrant. But yet you've changed thousands of words and verbiage in it um, over the years. Yeah then it no longer is inerrant to me. So that was my one thing that said, okay, I I need to find a different path and God's taking me a different direction. So, um, and that's nothing against those that are still there. But right. for me, my path was, okay, this can't be inerrant if there have been that many changes through yeah. the years, through the course of the years. And so, um, so that, that's, that was my journey to finally decide that I'm going to go a different path. And, um, so I was a choir a musician, you know, yes. I was a voice major in school and, um, we actually sang at a lot of different denominations yeah. through the years. Yeah. And so I kind of had a taste of this and a taste of that. You know, I've mm-hmm. been to Catholic, you know, masses and yes. I've been to, you know, Presbyterian and some churches and Methodists. some of that music is just so beautiful. It's, it's, it just throws your soul some yeah. of it. It's just so, so wonderful. Um, so it was kind of this journey of, okay, where is God taking me in this? Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, right out of college, I told you we got, I got married right out of college while he was Southern Baptist. So that kind of was my next journey was the Southern Baptist church. And I've made amazing, wonderful friends that I'm still friends with today in that Southern Baptist denomination. Um, but you know, just traveling and singing and and looking for God, where wherever you know where He was moving, I just yes. wanted to be where God was moving. And so through all those years, um, it's brought me from with different people and different denominations and different places until um, we finally landed at Beach Springs Church, and uh, God is definitely moving there. And yes. so it's it's just been this journey of wherever God was and yeah. wherever He was moving, that's where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um.
0: And don't you feel like each of those places, like, it just enriches your life? Absolutely. Because we've switched churches a lot, um, some because of location moves or job changes or whatever. Um, But I just feel like my life just keeps getting richer. It's like a garden that just keeps expanding instead of um, seeing it, like, you know, cutting off, you know, like in a, in a bad way. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're just adding more richness. Yes. um, And God just has certain lessons for us to learn in all of those places that he takes us to. And, um, there's some key things that you were able to discover while you were at the Southern Baptist church.
1: I was, yeah. I had wonderful pastor, um, and his wife there, they they were just amazing people. We're still friends today. And um, I text back and forth with him, uh, with his wife, uh, David and Lisa Cox. They're just wonderful family. Yeah. And um, they poured so much into me. And I was just so grateful that I had that opportunity to be there. And um, Pastor David was just, he was preaching on forgiveness. And mm-hmm. that's something that God had started really working in my heart from everything that, you know, was in, in my past. And, um, as he was preaching about this, I was just praying and I just really felt God lay on my heart that instead of praying, I had prayed that God would just take the hurt away and take the pain away and that God would just heal me from all that. And God put a just a, something in my spirit that said to stop praying for that and start praying that God would heal my dad that my that my dad would be healed from the addiction and mm-hmm. and to pray that he would become whole and and so I change I shifted from this the selfish kind of prayers of saying, God, I've been hurt in my life, heal me, heal me, heal me, to an outward look and saying, yes. God, please heal my dad from the struggles he's going through. Please heal this person and that person. So it was there that that I really God really spoke to me um, through that time to start praying for that for them to be healed, mm-hmm. and that through their healing I would be healed in turn. And so that forgiveness process was more than just saying, "Okay, I forgive you," right? But it was it, it was me having a desire to see them whole again. Yeah, and want the good things in their lives, and want their lives to be blessed. Because oftentimes we, when we've been hurt, we have this. Um, even if we don't say it out loud, we have this thing in the back of our minds that just says, "Well, they're in. They're living in their own destruction and whatever." You right. know. And, and you almost want um, revenge mm-hmm. or. Um You know, or you deserve it, yeah. That's you know, you get what you deserve, kind of attitude, instead of looking at them and saying they're God's children too. And Mm -hmm. if we, if they get healing, then other people are also healed in the process, and so. That was a big moment. Mm-hmm. That was There were so many t- things that happened during those years there that um, there were some hard things that happened in those years. But there yeah. were some great things that happened with those relationships and those people. They were such a support and they loved God so much and they wanted so much for me to um, thrive. And yes. so they poured into me and each other and... What a wonderful experience that was there, mm-hmm. um and so during that time i i had i battled for years, um even when I was a little kid, and I know a lot of this is just from the open doors in that realm those that demonic realm of the things that were happening and the doors that were open um that never should have been yeah. um but it brought this fear in my life, and so I battled fear. For a long time. and um, I, I know it was something else that I addressed in in the first episode or the first part of this episode yeah. was that um, that I had just become weary of things. And so God started giving me his words as the encouragements that I needed. So it taught me during this time, I really started learning to stand on the Word of God. Mm. Um, that God was my source for my identity, for who I was, yes, that He was the one that told me that I was worthy,
0: yeah,
1: that he was the one that told me that I was royalty, that um that he's my friend, and that I'm a princess, that I'm joint heirs with Jesus Christ, yeah you know the one and only the creator of the universe and i'm joint heirs with him and that's yeah. what the word of god says that's not my words that's god's words yeah to me and so learning to stand on his words and using his words to combat all of the the attacks of the yeah. enemy um and so fear was something i battled a lot for my whole life and i had so much fear about things And I mean, it was just such a a regular presence in my life. Like I, I would have days when I would have, people call it sleep paralysis now, but I remember just that weight of, of something trying to take the life out of me and choke the life breath out of me and not being able to say a word and and during this time, just remembering that God says, "I am more than a conqueror," yes, and that He hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Yeah, and I would stand on those words. And so, in those times, I started to learn that God gave me these tools. Um, you know, just reaching back into my mind and remembering that when Satan approached Jesus, <laughs> and that. The, that yeah. time of temptation the in yeah. the desert that he, Jesus himself used the words of God. He used the scriptures to say, no, and this is why, and they're powerful. And yeah. it says, you know, that God's word is, is, like a two-edged sword, you know, seeking and it will divide that yes. that thing and it will conquer that thing. And the name of Jesus has power and the blood of Jesus has power. And I was covered with the blood of Jesus and that when God looked at me, he didn't see my darkness anymore and he didn't see my hurts and he didn't see my shame and my pain and and all that stuff. He looked down and he saw Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he saw this beautiful thing that he created that he loved. And that um, that he was for me, and if yes. he was for me, then who could be against me? You know. Yeah. So I stand in those promises even today. Um, but back then, when when mm. I was going through this stuff, this yeah. muck Just the and the mire and
0: it. junk,
1: yeah, um, it was it was finding finding my voice. And Mm -hmm. being able to speak those words, not just say them, but to have the authority behind them. Mm -hmm. And to know that God gave me the authority to say, devil, you are not allowed in my space. You are not allowed here. Mm -hmm. Um, That God's got a good work for me and that God has wonderful things for me and that I am blessed. You know, my, yes. I'm blessed in my coming and I'm blessed in my going. And, and and when I started reading what God says about me and stopped focusing on the world and my surroundings, it just changed everything in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started to be able to walk in joy and peace and love. And I was able to do that because I knew that no matter what, my circumstances didn't matter anymore. Right. Because God had already fixed my circumstances. 'Cause when he when Jesus hung on the cross he said it's finished. Yeah. It was all finished. And that everything that I had had done and had experienced in my life was paid for and that God saw me as somebody that was worthy and had potential and had um something to offer the world. Yeah we all still struggle with that, I, you know, right. I, you and I just in conversation shared today about sometimes in my head, I get mad at myself when I struggle with that. Cause I know better, right. You know? Yeah. He's told me better, you yeah. know? And so one of the, so you asked me earlier, if I could share a couple of verses, you know, the ones that i just shared second Timothy for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. That's been, that's been so throughout my life, mm-hmm. um, kick the devil to the curb, you know. I started looking him, at him instead of this great big boogeyman as the annoying little fly yeah. that he is. And that I have way more power. That fly can annoy me and it can buzz around my head all it wants to, but, you know, I have more power over that than, than that annoyance. And so I just have to stand on the authority God gave me over that. And the other one is, um, and this is one I lean on today because... um when you've come through this life and you get to the other side, and I know you know this too, you get tired. There yes. is weariness that comes in the battle. Yes, you know, we we don't always win every single battle, um, but we've won the war, and we know the war's already won. We know the end of the story. God told us that we win. yeah, and so there's there's joy in knowing that we've won. And
0: I think, too, like the realization that the battle is um, until like death, like yes. that is death is the victory yes. because we'll enter into eternal glory then. Yes. But up until then. You're in a battle. It is a battle. And mm-hmm. it's not like until you're 30 or until you're 40. No. Or, you know, like, I don't know. I I feel like when you're young, you just think that at some point in your adulthood you graduate from all the trials of life and like you know and the rest of it will be like sitting sipping sweet tea or something yeah. and um yeah you just yeah. realize like all of life is
1: there's there's battles and God does give us respite and he gives us yes. rest but one one of the verses that's one of my favorites because God knows that we're going to be in this battle and the reason we're in the battle is not cuz God put us in a battle But it's because there was sin that entered at the garden because of the disobedience. And so because of that, God says, "Okay, you know, we're now the world is not what I intended it to be. And, Mm -hmm. And there's something else and better that I have for you. And I want you to walk in those better things. But here are some tools that you have as you're sticking out this battle, because We do. It it does come to a place where Jesus comes back and sets out up His reign, millennial reign, and you know, there, we're going to see that day one day, someday. And whether we die and we enter into the kingdom beforehand, or you know, but we have to live with the kingdom on earth. You know, that's what that's what the Lord's prayer says. You know, like Your kingdom come, Your will be done in earth as it already is in heaven. So we have that power to to walk in what god says and has for us here and have the kingdom here yeah and that doesn't mean we're not in the battle we still are in the battle but yeah. we will have times of rest in between and so one of my favorite verses is isaiah 40 31 is they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint mm-hmm. and one of the things that sticks out to me in that verse is very It's a It's a word that um, in the English language and in our translation has a couple of meanings. And so, you know, as I'm thinking about this verse, I think if I just wait on what God has for me, then he'll give me strength for the battle. And that is absolutely 100% true. Mm -hmm. But there's also another meaning to that word wait, and that's to serve. And so when you look at that and say Mm. those that are serving God, if you're putting your focus on serving the Lord and doing what God has for you in your life, then you will have supernatural strength to accomplish the things that he wants you to accomplish. Amen. And so, that's That's just such a neat way
0: to look at it. Yeah.
1: I I just, you know, I I thought, God's got this. Mm -hmm. I don't have to toil. I don't have to struggle. Mm -hmm. God's got it. And even in the battle, even in the hard stuff, if I'm serving him, and I'm do walking in what he has for me. Yeah. Then he's going to give me the strength to get through.
0: And also it's interesting that you're not running all the time in this verse either. It says you'll walk right. and not faint. Like That's right. Sometimes the best you can do is, is walk. walk. Um but walking with the savior and yes. being consistent with him the day to day, the mundane things, um he he helps us not to faint. Right. And, and be weary in that.
1: Yeah. There's another passage, too, that was always important. And um, it's in First Corinthians 10, 13. And it's, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But will, with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. That's such an interesting verse and and even though it's talking about that sin and that temptation i even take that a little step further and say you know like if you look at life in general god loves you and if you know that god loves you and he's working all things together for your good which is also a, a one of my favorite yes. <laughs> references that god works all things together for good that that for those that love him and walk according to his purpose. So I know that I'm walking according to his purpose. If I do that, then I know that he's working all things together for my good. And then I can look at this verse and say, if that's true, that no matter the situation that I'm in, no matter whether it's a temptation that comes my way, no matter if it's a circumstance or a situation, God's always got there, got me. Mm -hmm. He's always going to provide a way for me to see through to the other side. The yeah. other side of the storm, the other side of that temptation to to a place where, you know, I'm walking in what he has for me in my life. Yeah. You know, and so I feel like had I not gone through all the muck and the mire and the gunk, then my legs wouldn't be near as strong as they are today. Yeah. You know, and I have that strength to run the race and to run it well. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thank you, Tricia, so much for just um, giving us some like I feel like handles that we can grasp um, and especially for those listening that are in the middle of sludging through it and trying to find the light at the other end of the tunnel and um, I just really appreciate those verses and think they'll be super helpful. Um, Would you mind just closing um, in prayer and praying for our sisters that are listening today? I would love to.
1: Father God, we thank you so much that, um, you are with us, that you walk with us everywhere we go and that you never leave us and you never forsake us. Lord, Mm -hmm. we thank you that you give us strength in our legs and that you give us the breath in our lungs, that you, um, that you call us joint heirs with Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you love us that much, um, Lord, I just pray that you would help each and every woman that listens to this to know who who they are that they would discover their identity is in you, yes, that it's not in their circumstances, it's not in their parents, it's not in their friends or their siblings or their spouses or anyone right. else, Lord, our identity comes from you. And if we can just grab hold of you and who you are and how you love us and your wonderful gift to us of your word, and that we would just stay focused on um, the purpose that you have for us in our lives, Lord, that that we can walk in your blessing and your love and your peace and your grace and your mercy. Mm-hmm. Lord, we're so grateful for that. And we thank you. We praise your holy name. Yes, Lord, I just Lord. pray blessings on Sarah and each and every woman that listens, Lord, um, that you would just, just empower them to continue mm-hmm. to yeah. to do the things that you would have for them, and that they would be able to flourish, Lord. We yes, love God. you. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 1
0: Corinthians 1, 2, and 3. To you who have been called by God to be his own holy people, he made you holy by means of Christ Jesus, just as he did for all people everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Luke twenty three, thirty three and 34. When they came to a place called the Skull, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Psalm 27, 8 and 10 My heart has heard you say, Come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Psalm 48, 13 and 14 Take note of the fortified walls and tour all the citadels. That you may describe them to future generations. For that is what God is like. He is our God forever and ever, and He will guide us until we die. In Psalm 48, 13, and 14, we're reminded to consider the fortified walls and tour the citadels because that's what God is like. So I asked myself, well, what are fortified walls and citadels like? I even looked up um, some pictures of the citadels in Jerusalem and were reminded that a fortified wall offers safety and protection from harm. The citadels were a place of worship power and majesty on display and i thought it was just really appropriate for this episode to be reminded that that is what god is for us and that he will guide us and be with us for our whole entire life no matter what we're going through so i hope those verses and that reminder is an encouragement to you no matter what you're going through that you know that God is near and that he wants to offer safety and protection from harm to you. Um, In the show notes, we will have phone numbers and some websites that you can check out. If you're needing a place for physical safety um, or if you have a spouse or yourself struggles with addiction because of things that you've gone through, um, there'll also be some numbers for places that would help you to um, get freedom and, um, or your spouse to be able to get freedom from addictions. So nothing is too hard for our God, and I pray that your heart is encouraged with that thought today. Well, thank you again for spending this time with me. I hope it was a blessing to you as much as it was to me, and um, that you have a great week. Um, If you want to look me up on Instagram, you can find me under Raising underscore Rubies times six and on Facebook as Sarah Dawn St. Clair. Don't forget to join the Facebook um, private group, Sisters in the Spirit. I'd love to connect with you there and I hope you have a great week. So remember, you are dearly loved, you are not alone, and the Heavenly Father delights in you. Bye for now.